thousand years and grisly goons from every tomb are closing to seal your doom. And though you fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver, for no mere mortal can resist the evil of the thriller. <laughs> Villanova University's WXVU Villanova. Visit our all-new website at WXVU.org. We're on air serving the main line at 89.1 on your FM dial or stream us anytime, anywhere on the Radio FX app. On Tuesday, November 15th at 7 p.m., join Villanova... And welcome into Sports Takes with Jake. As you just heard, Michael Jackson, Vincent Price with Thriller on this spooky Halloween night. And uh, as we uh, just come on the air here uh, live from the Villanova University here on a rainy Monday night. And uh, as you probably know, if you're a Phillies fan, Game 3 of the World Series has been postponed to tomorrow night due to rain. Um, I think a very smart decision by Major League Baseball to postpone this game. Pretty obvious it's going to be raining all night. Um, And the next three days in Philadelphia look really nice. Um, You know, mid-high 60s and sunny, so shouldn't be any other rain problems in Philadelphia for games three through five. And, of course, Houston has the, uh, the retractable roof, so there's no worries for rain there. So game three will be played. Tomorrow night, um, which is interesting. Uh, I don't know if that really – I don't know if that would necessarily affect any of the pitching matchups. I mean, it could. I mean, could, could possibly. Get another, you could get another match from uh, – Huge for us because, you know, we were really – used a lot of the high-leverage guys in game one that kind of screwed yeah. us over for tonight. But now that we have an extra day, it was supposed to be no Cindergaard going tonight. Um in a basically a bullpen game, he was going to pitch uh, one time through the order. Um, I think I think he's I think he is going to be a decent play as uh, if he plays or if they pitch him tomorrow or Wednesday, either one of I those mean, two days. I think the best part of this I think is that helps you is I think it allows you to not have to worry about doing a bullpen game. I don't think, wouldn't it? Because you'd be able to play. Suarez here, and after the, all this break, you'd think Wheeler and Ola would be willing to come up, willing to come up in the next mm. next match, wouldn't it? When was, game one was what Friday? Yeah, Friday. So, so Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday Monday, and then Tuesday, and oh. there would be Tuesday would be Suarez. They'd have five days. They'd be their fifth day, which is you're normal. right. Yeah, I guess well, I guess you're right. Maybe the bullpen game would be avoided. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, because Wheeler would be on five, Nola would be on five. Right for game. No, it'd be five. Wheeler be six, or sorry. Or no, no, sorry. I meant days rest. Wheeler be yeah, on five days rest for game four. Yep. Right, and then game five. No, no, be, be on. No, would be on five games. Or sorry, no, would be on five days rest going game four. Wheeler be on five. Wheeler games be on five days rest going game, game five. five, and then Suarez would be able to, and then then you get another day off. And yeah, then Friday's Suarez an off day now. Game six. And yep. then game seven might then, then game be, seven's anybody like you got everybody's available at that point. Yeah, <laughs> last game you're of the pitching, year. You're pitching. You're pitching. Zach. You're pitching. Yeah, you're pitching. Any, yeah, everybody and anybody. 
um, for that game because obviously there's no games after that. Um, if it gets to that point, if, if the, unless the Phillies win it. Yeah, let's hope it doesn't get to a game seven, but who knows. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, we're, we're going to see Syndergaard at some point in this series. If it's not the starting role, it's going to be out of the bullpen or something like that. Um, 30 years old now. He did, uh, back in 2015, he pitched for the Mets in the World Series against the Kansas City Royals. Remember there? Remember that juggernaut of a team, the Kansas City Royals back in, what, 14, 15? Yeah. They ended up winning that World Series in five games um, against the New York Mets. Um, I guess uh, kind of open here. I mean, obviously, the last time we were on the show, we were in jubilation as the Phillies clinched a National League pennant, go to the World Series. Now we're in a... Uh, Basically a best of five series at this point. Yeah, they, yeah one one. Uh, Phillies win game one. The biggest uh, part they, is you took one in Houston. Yeah, and a amazing comeback. They were down five zero five nothing against Justin Verlander, who was dealing. Um, and then uh, Phillies kind of rally. Uh, Castell starts it. Bohm gets another uh, a big RBI hit in there. Oh, two outs. So they got the five three. And then uh, JT Real Muto, he was a hero for the Phillies in game one. He had a two-run double. Uh, I think that was in the fourth or fifth. Um, and then, of course, he had the game-winning opposite field home run in the 10th inning to seal it. Um, the story for the Ashes, Kyle Tucker hit two bombs, put him up 5 nothing early, but then Verlander kind of struggled. Um, as, Verl- as Verlander does in the World Series. Yeah, yeah. It, he was dealing and then just kind of fell apart. What, what were your thoughts there? Uh, obviously, I mean, Phillies come back, big win game one. You like had what? to see it coming. Uh, found out that uh, if Matt, this this is a fun story. This is a cool little. This is a cool little stat. If Madison Bumgarner pitched allowed thirty allowed thirty seven runs without recording an out in the World Series, he'd still have a better World Series ERA than Justin Verlander. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's um, a crazy th- stat. That's the stat that I found out. So, Justin Verlander is known for being bad in the World Series. Yeah. So, you had to expect. You had to come in thinking that Verlander wasn't going to be his best. Although, he looked his he best looked early good on. good early, yeah. Um, but then, it came. What we all expected came. Uh, Verlander kind of fell apart there. Um, and... He got five. I mean, not much really else can say. He got five there, and it just it, it was a bad look for the Astros. But the Phillies, man, that that party on Friday night was that party on Friday night was rocking. <laughs> after that happened, yeah, 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 it was rocking for sure. Um, <laughs> I think Zach and I can both agree it was rocking, right? Oh, it was rocking. <laughs> At least from what we remember. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was a great night. Anyway, um, but yeah, that was a great win. Um. And then obviously at the game two, not really the same result. Wheeler gives up back to back to back doubles, open up the game, first time ever in World Series history that that happened. Um, and he just kind of struggled. Five innings pitched, six hits, five runs, four earned, three walks, only three strikeouts for Wheeler. Velocity was down. Mm-hmm. Uh, just didn't look the same as he had in previous uh, series um, or previous starts. Um, do you think the – I mean, it was 
down. The velocity was down considerably. I mean, he was throwing 99. He was down, he was down, he was down two to three miles an hour. Yeah, that, that's talking, a considerable amount. I was watching this with a good friend that is very uh, analytical when it comes to baseball. And uh, he even noticed that. I think But what I saw was the Astros came in with a plan. And what the Astros came with a plan was, was to swing early and often on Verlander, specifically his slider. You know, um, Wheeler. A wheeler, yeah, off wheeler, specifically his slider. Okay. Um, and you saw that all three of those hits came off Wheeler's slider. Um, and it was not going well for what Wheeler was doing, but the Astros executed perfectly. I mean, I think the first he he given up three runs, but only pitched like six pitches. I think if I remember, if I remember yeah, because they, they were here. swinging. They were swinging on the first two, yeah. first one, two pitches of the at bat mm-hmm. and getting doubles. So they had a plan and they executed that plan to perfection. Uh, unfortunately for Wheeler, I told Josh he shouldn't take it out a couple innings earlier than he probably was, but you kind of had to deal with how much you used your bullpen in game one. You kind of had to keep Wheeler in the you had to keep Wheeler in the game as much as possible. But Wheeler should not have been in the game that long. As long as he was, yeah, I think a factor for that um, with keeping him in is just like you know, bullpen was used pretty hard game one. Yeah. And he wanted to try to at least preserve the bullpen a little bit, especially when you're you're. I mean, not th- not that they're trying to give up the game, but when you're down five nothing, you're not necessarily going to be using your high leverage um, guys. Um, and you know, game one, like we said, like Suarez was put in late. He threw eleven pitches. Um, Alvarado was put in the fifth inning, which never happens. But you know, Thompson sensed that the momentum was on our side and wanted to get uh, a guy he could trust in there to not give up any runs. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting here because, you know, like we said, Syndergaard was gonna go one time through the order. He was very good in the NLDS against Atlanta when they clinched. Um, it's just gonna, it's gonna be interesting um, to see. Um, and, you know, like we've said, I mean, the pitching, I think, is, is an issue here, especially for the Phillies. I mean, you know, Nola gave up a bunch of runs. Wheeler gave up a bunch of runs. They've given up 10 runs in their first two games. They've neither have gone past the fifth inning. Like that, you just can't, I mean, that can't happen for no. the two aces. I mean, that yeah, they have to go at least six. At least. You're facing guys like Verlander, Framder Valdez Verga- was absolutely Dealing on yeah, he was. on yeah. on Saturday, yeah. it was almost to the point where like he looked unhittable. Yeah. Valdez looked unhittable the entire Crazy. game, except for a couple of uh, shore bombs that uh a couple except for a couple of shore bombs that uh, both came back because of a uh, foul ball and uh, <laughs> that was crazy. Foul was ball and that, uh, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Uh, home run steal, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, no, nah, it was. He, he looked very unhittable, and I think it kind of got to the point where, you know, you needed – you knew coming in that the Astros' starting pitching was better. Oh, yeah. But your first two and their first two were very, very close. Very similar, yeah. In, in, in actual in um skill level. So you knew that you needed two good games from them because you knew the rest of the rotation wasn't going to be able to keep up with what the Astros were doing. Mm. But – you might have got saved here with this delay here if you can keep Nolan, uh, we Nolan Wheeler going another game because you might you might save yourself from having to face see uh, McCullers. You might see no, you'll see McCullers. You might have from uh, Christian Javier. Uh, you'll see. But uh, yeah, no, I think 
You they the Astros did what they needed to do in game two, which was get Wheeler out of a role. And then not not letting Wheeler get into a role. Because once Wheeler gets in a role in, in in games, he's he gets unhittable. Yeah. And you we've seen that throughout this entire playoffs. Yeah. Um and that's why I think they were swinging early and often. They found out that his slider, I think it was a slider, it might have been his curveball too. I might be completely wrong about that. But his slider was very much weaker and they used that to his advantage and he pitched a lot of sliders in those first few pitches. So they were they were just sitting there, just sitting slider early in counts and waiting for him to throw it and he just kept throwing it. And so that right then just gets him out of his role. He's no longer in a role once you get three straight doubles off of him. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, like you said, three doubles and two runs on his first four pitches. Yeah. Um, and then he wasn't helped by his defense. A Matt Veerling flat-footed play. And then, you know, the could got out of the inning uh, in the first, and Sosa throws a low ball to first. Hoskins can't dig it out, and that leads another run. Um, I mean, but you still can't excuse him. I mean, here, like, if we were talking about his velocity, um his fastball only reached 97 miles per hour three times, averaged just 95.6, which is below his season average of 95.9. Um, and he threw 11 fastballs of 99 miles per hour in San Diego. That is true. Or, I'm sorry, uh, in Philadelphia. Um, and his four-seamer averaged 97.2. Um, and just like to your point, Zach, he threw more sinkers and sliders and four-seamers. Um People are speculating that he could be he was he was hit on the inside of the left knee by a line drive on Sunday and has felt soreness. But he says it's he's fine. Obviously I think an athlete any athlete's gonna say that at this point of the season. Um and uh you know, even uh, Wheeler admitted that everyone's game plan against me is to be really aggressive and get on top of the fastball. I kind of expected that for them to swing at the first two pitches, I just need to execute better. Um, sorry. Oh, sorry. So no, no, no. I just I got kind of news here that you might want to hear. Oh, go ahead. Uh, so according according to Joel Sherman, uh, Thompson now says that Ranger Suarez will now start Game Three. Okay. So okay. And Nola will start Game Four. If okay. Syndergaard is not used in Game Three or Four, he will start Game Five. Ooh, okay. So that means Wheeler is still slotted in the six. Game six, unless Syndergaard's used, then yes. Wheeler would go. F- game I'm five. assuming Possibly. so. I'm assuming so. So that's just uh, uh, that I just found. That. I just saw the tweet, so I think you might want to hear that. Yeah. Then another interesting note: <laughs> the last four times the Philly Philadelphia has hosted a Game Three of the World Series has been either delayed or postponed by rain. In 1993, 2008, and 2009, all delayed by rain. Then obviously tonight. <laughs> um, the game has been moved to tomorrow. Um, God just really doesn't like us here. The God just God just isn't wanting us to play. Hey, I'm all right, the man. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm beat, man. <laughs> I had a long weekend. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So you have you have Suarez going tomorrow night. Yeah, here, yeah, Todd's lucky. Same thing. Suarez game three, Nola game four, Syndergaard or Gibson game five. Oh. She has a lose. We do game not five. want Kyle, no. Do not start Kelly against it. Please do not put Gibson. Like please, Zach Wheeler game six. So that seems like the rotation now. Yeah, Wheeler going game six on Saturday. Gets an extra day rest. Suarez lining up for game seven. 
So that was interesting. Um, so yeah, that, that's interesting development there with the pitching. Um, and I guess quickly, I wanted to. G- <laughs> there has been. Uh, we well, I, we'll go to break first. We'll come back and we will discuss. Um, not really surprising, but more uh, suspect, questionable uh, things that Houston is employing in this series. Are we talking about the freaking bat? Are we going to talk about the bat? We'll find out after break. Sports takes with Jake, 89.1, the roar. This is your reminder. If you've been prescribed antibiotics, be sure to finish them as prescribed by your healthcare provider, even if you start to feel better. Finishing the full course of antibiotics prevents the growth of drug-resistant germs, reinfection, and worsening symptoms. In the know with Nova Nurses, this message is brought to you by senior nursing students in the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, the Office of Health Promotion, and 89.1 WXVU Villanova Radio. Hey Villanova, this is a reminder to please get tested for COVID-19 if you feel sick. It only takes a few minutes and could potentially save lives. Your individual effort to get tested will benefit everyone. Remember, you are doing this for the greater good. In the know with Nova Nurses, this message is brought to you by senior nursing students in the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, the Office of Health Promotion, and 89.1 WXVU Villanova Radio. And welcome back into Sports Takes with Jake. And, and uh, like I said, I want to talk about, I know, just quickly. I have to address it because people are talking about it. I wanted to hear your thoughts, Zach. Um, we, you know, we all know that Houston has had a uh, <coughs> history of cheating. We go back to 2017 with their trash can banging slash buzzer system system um that ultimately led to a lot of uh, people questioning their championship back in 2017 and subsequent playoff runs not saying this team isn't good they're a very very good team don't get me wrong um just interesting though it's it just interesting i'm gonna put it that way Framer Valdez, we know he was filthy. He was very good on Saturday night. Very good. I mean, I watched him the highlights. He is curveball was absolutely unbelievable. Um, we we want to describe it. His curveball, late, sharp break, and his trademark sinker played off well. 25 consecutive quality starts this season for Valdez. Um, he threw his curveball more than 40% of the time in this game compared to 28% during the regular season. Nick Castellos even said, and this sounds like what something you and I would say, Zach, I haven't seen a curveball break like that in a minute. <laughs> I'm surprised he said something like that. His curveball was extremely good today, just really sharp. It broke off. It broke and took off quick. <laughs> and then the article says, was it perhaps too sharp? <laughs> God. Um, internet speculation that Valdez, who sweats a lot, was using a foreign substance. He was seen wiping his forehead, touching his right hand. Um, he even switched gloves during the game. Like, I don't know why. That, I don't, that just seemed really sketchy to me. There's even a video of him, like, going in his, like, the inside of his glove and, like, rubbing his, like, fingers. It just looked really weird. It just looked, like, really sketch. 
I know he's a really good pitcher, but like, wh- like, why are you doing that? The, stuff? Re- the, the he literally said he does it to freaking. Um, he yeah, I know what he said. He's like, oh, it's my tendencies. That's no, he does it to throw off the batters. Um, but here's the thing: the refs check I'm your pumped. hand after every single. I understand that. Inning. I'm just saying it just looks if, it looks bad. It looks weird. If this was a problem, and if it was actually sticky substances, you would have been able to feel it, no matter how good he maybe tried to wipe it off. There was, there was, which he never did. So you wouldn't have to feel it. It was not sticky stuff. Let's no, just the dude was nasty. I'm not accusing. I'm just saying it looked weird. It looks weird, but he does and it. I mean, switching to, gloves is really unusual. I don't know why he did he that. He does it uh, to. I'll read his quote for you so the audience out there can can I will read a quote for I will be a responsible journalist. Quote Nobody should think of it as anything like in the wrong way, Valdez said. I do it out in the open, but it's all tendencies I do. I do it throughout the game. Maybe distract the hitter a little bit from what I'm doing, like maybe look at me rubbing different things and nothing about the pitch that I'm going to throw. I've been doing it all season. Maybe that explains his twenty five consecutive quality starts. Again, just tendencies that Dominicans just do it to be able to stay loose. Just tendencies. The important thing, obviously, is to win. Yeah, no duh. And we're winning, obviously, winning legally. That's an interesting quote. But, yeah, just random tendencies. I don't know why I had to here's, throw in winning legally. Here's the thing. <laughs> so he's admitting they Have you read the uh, Phillies manager Rob Thompson's quote I did, yet? yeah. Here, I'll read it for uh, yeah, you right here. I'll read it for read you it. right here. Yeah, I, I saw what he please said. Please read it. He, uh, he said, it's all over, quote, quote, it's all over Twitter. The umpires check these guys after almost every inning, and if there's something if there's something going on, MLB will take care of it. Phillies manager Rob Thompson said. We saw it the last time he started, too. Thank you. I'm just saying. It just looked weird, man. Yeah, okay. And it's weird when you have to say, yeah, we're winning legally. It's like, okay. Well, everyone <laughs> never thinks they are because they've well, already What do you touched. expect? They cheated for, like, all these years, and they might still be. And they got proven on game one because their catcher used an illegal bat <laughs> that has a bigger barrel. Oh my god! Just let can we can we discuss the bat thing right now? Yes, just, I, I, so I, I can tell you right why here. it's not a problem. Uh, well, it is a problem. It's not legal. It's not legal, but the guy did not know it wasn't legal. Oh, he didn't know. Here we'll read. We'll read the quote here. Quote: Martin Maldonado is using a different bat today here in game two. This is from the Fox broadcast. He found out from MLB today that his bat, the bat he used last night, was not a legal bat. It was a model he obtained from Albert Pujols, and he used it because he thought it was very similar in size and weight to his own model. The barrel, he said, was slightly bigger. He also thought it was a way to honor the baseball legend, of course, retiring with the close of the season. But here's the catch to it, guys. In 2010, Major League Baseball changed the bat specifications, and that bat that Pujols model was no longer... Except if you were playing prior to 2010, it was grandfathered. So Albert Pujols could use that bat, but Maldonado, who began his major league career in 2011, was not legally able to use that bat. (coughs) Still legal. I mean, that's the way you slice it. That's the thing. Here's what the problem is, is that when you're a player that absolutely idolizes a guy like Albert Pujols, and Albert Pujols... Sends you twelve of his bats, and you're super excited because you did hit with a pool. It was t- bats. six bats, by the way, not twelve. It was, it was twelve. I'm pretty sure I saw an article that said twelve. Buster only says half dozen bats. Um. Yeah. Anyway, 
Valdez got sent back by Albert Pujols, which he had seen Albert Pujols use in a game. So when you see a legend like Albert Pujols using these bats in a game, you probably think these bats are legal. That's my opinion. I'd probably think they were legal too if he was actually using it in a game. So I, I, I understand why. But here's the thing as well, is that the Phillies won game one. And Maldonado only went one for three. He had a, so, a hit and an RBI. And an RBI. Can you imagine if he had a game-winning home run with this bat? Can you imagine what that would have been like? <laughs> he was using a legal bat. Well, he didn't. So we can well, he still got not. An RBI. He still got an RBI. It doesn't matter. If it was one game one. But it's, it's still just. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, like this team that cheated. And then now there's just all these different really things. really doing this? What? I mean, it's it's funny. I think it's hilarious because like they're just like it just keeps adding on here. It just like contributing to their reputation. Um. Anyway, we'll get to actual baseball here. Best of five series. Are your thoughts still the same, Zach, as they were last week at this time? <sighs> That's a great question, Jacob. And here's the thought. You you have the full liberty to change your prediction if you want. I'm not so going to. Okay. Simply because of two reasons. Okay. One, I don't I don't change my mind. I can't do it. I, I, I suck with my gut. I'm going to stick with what I'm going with there. I still say Astros in seven. What, uh, the only other reason that I'm not changing it is because if Wheeler and Nola would have looked better in their first starts, mm. I would have said Phillies. But Wheeler and Nola both looked very hittable and very rough in their first couple of starts. If Kyle Gibson is pitching a game in Philly, then I definitely... That's not, that's not happening. I don't even know why this guy tweeted that. That's just stupid. He's not. If that happens, though. like, But here's the thing. Verlander, we don't know what that's going to be like, but he gets another chance as well. And so does Valdez. And they'll get it the same nights. Most, not the same nights. They'll get it. I, feel like I don't know when they'll go. But they'll get another chance. And heck, they might get... We, I mean, no. I mean, McCullers will get a chance. There's just but I just the pitching. I can't. I can't change my mind with the pitching. That pitching is insane, and the Phillies pitching is not right now. Does it make a difference that Nola and Wheeler? Well, I guess not Wheeler, but would it make a difference that Nola will be pitching at home in Game Four? Do you think that'll help him out? <sighs> That's a good question. I think it could help him out a little bit, but I just. I'm still looking at him being like, no will probably face Justin Verlander again. Mm. And I'm like, very skeptical that those will, it'll be a very interesting series to say the least. And your prediction was like Houston in seven? I said Houston seven. Um, Yes. And you're picking for that and you're sticking with it. I'm sticking with Houston seven. Although I will say the fact that the, uh, Phillies won game one. Um, nearly convinced me to change it again to Phillies in six. But I'm going to just take my gut and say, hey, I made the call. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with it. I'm not going to change my mind. I'm not going to change it. I, I made my call. I'm not going to switch to it because then if it, if it also is doing it in seven, I'll look stupid. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to stick with my prediction too, I think. Uh, you said Phillies what? Phillies in six? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we take two out of three, <coughs> especially with Noah now going one of his – well, he's gonna, I guess he's going to go game five anyway. But 
Um, two, I mean, I don't know how how long Suarez is gonna go. He hasn't been going that far anyway, so that's kind of like to me, that's kind of like a bullpen game too, because Suarez has not proven he can go deep in a game, and they're pretty like, uh, what's the word, judicious with him when it comes yeah. to, like, they're just gonna, you know, if they see any signs of him like struggling, they're taking him out. So I think one of those games Houston will steal because I just, you know, if we're throwing bullpen guys out there, it's not going to be easy, especially against their their bullpen or their bullpen and their pitching. And then you go to game six with Wheeler on the mound. I have confidence he will bounce back and we can clinch in Houston on Saturday night. I don't want to go to a game seven. (laughs) I, I wouldn't either, be... but I think Game 7 will be into it. I, I don't know. I think this is already a different series than what I kind of was thinking. I was thinking this would be a lot more a dominant for uh, an Astros team here, but I think the Phillies are surprising me a bit with that. But I think the pitching is the problem. Their offense is surprising me. Their pitching is not. Although their offense didn't really surprise me, uh, of course, during the last game. But, yeah. So we are both sick with our predictions. <laughs> yep. I say Phillies in six, and Zach says Houston in seven. Um, I think I pretty much got everything I wanted to with the Phillies. Um, do, we do we know who's pitching for the Houston? The rest of we know. Uh, no, I, I don't really know. I mean, I guess you could look it up quick just to up. see. Well, with that, we'll, we will go to break quick so Zach can look this up, and we'll come back. We'll tell you who's starting for Houston, and then we can move on to a big day in college football and the NFL this weekend. We will we'll – Break all that down. Here's Sports Takes with Jake. Keep it here. Bottom of the hour, 89.1. Let it roll. Do you ever struggle to fall asleep, kept awake by your racing thoughts? Well, here are some tips and tricks that may help you. Try measured breathing exercises where you count the lengths of your breaths to relax your body. Listen to calming sounds to distract from anxious thoughts. Create a bedtime routine to help you unwind, be it reading a relaxing book, drinking some tea, or meditating to let your body know it's time to rest. According to Thomas Decker, an American dramatist and writer, sleep is the golden chain that ties health and our bodies together. College students are dealing with an epidemic of sleep disorders thanks to our super stress out lifestyles. So it's time to make sleep a priority in our lives. In the know with Nova Nurses, this message is brought to you by senior nursing students in the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, the Office of Health Promotion, and 89.1 WXVU, Villanova Radio. And welcome back into Sports Takes with Jake. Villanova Tech Zone is a free resource for helping students, faculty, and staff troubleshoot their technological needs. Contact the Villanova Tech Zone or unit at 610-519-7777. Chat with us online or visit our law school, Falby Library, or new Commons offices. For more information, visit unit.villanova.edu. Zach, did we get who was pitching for Houston uh, they're going to stick with McCullers. McCullers so is still going to pitch. The same. Uh, game. McCullers is still going to pitch game three. I do not know who's going to pitch game four. Uh, yeah. but they haven't announced that yet, I don't think. And who's uh um, who's their fourth guy? Is it Javier, right? I believe it's Javier. Although with this with this with this game, I mean, you could see Rylander going into game four with Nola. 
Yeah, Verlander against Noah, and then you'd have Valdez game five. Oh, yeah, then you'd have Valdez game five versus uh, Gibson. No, stop. Um, stop. No, I just There's can't. no Gibson. Gibson is not getting in If it's series. not Gibson, or Cinder, I guess Syndergaard are bullpen games, so you have bullpen game versus Valdez, which sounds fantastic for you guys. Um, yeah, really. Um, I mean, bullpen's been good, so. But, uh, yeah, so that's really what I got for you there. Um, and then... I guess they'll probably send out McCullers again for Game Six, and then Game Seven will be uh, Christian Javier probably, or yeah, uh, they'll probably all, they might send out Verlander again. Yeah, all, all hands on deck. Um, okay. All right, so we will get into. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So it's going to be uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday again. Game three tomorrow night. Game four Wednesday night. Game <coughs> five Thursday night. Travel day Friday if necessary, because of course either team could clinch in Game Five. Um, game six, if necessary, in Houston Saturday night, and then game seven, if necessary, will be Sunday night in Houston. Um, very excited! I think the Phillies are gonna win this series. Very excited about that. Um, going to college football now. Uh, we'll go through some of the scores and give some a reaction. Let's go all the way to Thursday. Number fourteen, Utah takes out Washington State, twenty-one seventeen. Uh, why are you shaking your head? I mean, it's not a big game, but. Um, twenty-four. That's way too close, though. NC State twenty-two twenty-one over Virginia Tech. Virginia Both Tech two close. and six. How is that stick? How is that close? Um, Georgia all over Florida forty-two twenty. Mm-hmm. Not really a surprise there. No. Ohio State over Penn State forty-four thirty-one. You we, guys, you guys were right there. We were up twenty-one sixteen with like nine minutes to go, and then the Ohio the classic State. Nittany Lion collapse happened, and we lost. We'll go into that game a little bit more in depth later. Tennessee over Kentucky in an absolute blowout, 44-6. to That Will was Levis, fun to watch. Will Levis still hurts. That doesn't seem right. If he, I don't think that would happen if he was 100%. I don't know, but all I know is he looked bad, and Hendon Hooker and Jalen Hyatt just already broke the school record for receiving touchdowns in a single season, and we're only in uh, week uh, nine here, so that's impressive. Mm. Um Continue. Michigan over Michigan State, 29-7. We'll get probably more into that one. Yeah, a quorum had a great game running back for Michigan, 33 carries, 177 yards, and a score. That's a lot of carries. Oh, hey, <laughs> winning formula, right? Um, Michigan undefeated at 8-0, 5 million conference. TCU over West Virginia. TCU, wow, they're number seven. I don't even know. Oh, I guess they're undefeated. Okay, 41-31 over West Virginia. Oh, they've been dominating. TCU has been one of the more fun teams to watch. Max Duggan has been absolutely incredible for TCU. Their run game has been absolutely incredible for TCU. Uh, TCU has been on fire recently, and I am all here for it. It's kind of fun to see them kind of uh, beating out all the big names of the Big 12 uh, and making a run. Oregon, number eight team over California, 42-24. Kind of typical there. Big, I think, one of the biggest games of the day. Number 22, Kansas State, 48. Oklahoma State, number 9, nothing. Yeah. What happened there? Uh, Very simple. Uh, Will Howard happened. And most of you are asking probably, who's Will Howard? Will Howard is the backup QB for Kansas State. Adrian Martinez was hurt this game. They sent out Will Howard. Will Howard said, cool, 296, four touchdowns. I mean, it was just every single drive and felt like a touchdown was just being scored by Kansas State, and Oklahoma State just couldn't get anything done. I mean, Oklahoma State was a playoff contender 
like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, okay. and now they're out of it. They're completely out of contention. They're eliminated. Uh, they'll have a nice bowl game, but they aren't going to the big. Kansas State's been on fire recently. Unfortunately, a loss to TCU to go six and two, uh, really hurt them. Um, but because they won't make the playoffs, but their team is on a roll right now, and it's been really fun to watch that team play. Um. Of course, Vaughn for their running back is incredible too. Twenty-two carries, one hundred fifty-eight yards, a touchdown, and then uh, yeah, that's so K-State's awesome, and it's been fun to watch. And uh, maybe Martinez will be back. Martinez has been uh, one of the top QBs in the football, in college football this year, so maybe he'll be back next week. But Will Howard definitely has a good job there as well. Louisville all over number ten Wake Forest, forty-eight twenty-one. Another insane one. Uh, I guess Louisville back on the rise a little bit. Uh, no, I would not, not say really. so. I would just say Wake Forest just got. Wake Forest didn't play well. Sam Hartman. I mean, Sam Hartman was one of the top QBs prospects as well, and he just did not look great. I mean, two seventy one, but only one touchdown. Uh, hundred six yards. Louisville's rushing game just really kind of ate them up. USC out. Uh, scores Arizona forty five thirty seven. Caleb Williams thirty one of forty five. 411 yards and five touchdowns. This should have been way... This should have been a blowout, blowout right? more, right? This should have been... Like, this should have been... Like, 45-10. This should have been... Yeah, that's... <laughs> this Arizona team's been very close to a lot of teams all year, but this should not have been close. And I think USC is showing that maybe, you know, they're going to need a lot to happen for the things to go right, but I think this might show that this team is not ready for playoff success yet. Heading into the Big Ten soon. UCLA over Stanford, thirty-eight, thirteen, the number twelve ranked team in the country. <coughs> Old Miss squeaks by A and M, thirty-one, twenty-eight. Notre Dame takes out Syracuse, forty-one, twenty-four. Um, Syracuse number sixteen ranked team in the country, and they're taken out by Notre Dame. What was that? They're officially over here. I want to point this out, though. This does not mean Notre Dame is good. Notre Dame is not good. So they don't have a chance against Clemson next week either. Oh, absolutely not. Notre Dame is not a good football team. I want to make that very clear, specifically to some people, um, by the name of Josh Mould. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> number 17, Illinois, 26-9 over your Cornhuskers. Oh, yeah. That Cornhuskers, 3-5. and five. Yeah, well, you know, we fired our head coach. We're, we're still in the rebuilding process here. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> UCF 25, number 20, Cincinnati 21. Yep. Um, not really surprised here. I think UCF is always going to be a top team in that conference and always a chance for an upset. So. North Carolina 42, Pittsburgh 24. Pittsburgh surprisingly 4-4. Four and four. Yeah, you know, I think they they lost their offensive coordinator. Uh, they lost uh, Kenny Pickett. I think that was a bigger loss than most people thought. Um, so, yeah, no, I think this is not really that surprising in my opinion. Uh, yeah. And then... Missouri, 23-10 of our number 25-ranked South Carolina. Those Gamecocks thought they were back. Those Gamecocks thought they were back. They were not back. I'm sorry. Mizzou, well done. And then we'll get back. So uh, I wanted to break down, obviously, my Nittany Lions. Uh, tough loss. I, I want to break a quick piece of breaking news here. Oh, in terms oh of go ahead. We got okay. breaking news here on football. Sports Safety. It's not really breaking news. It happened about an hour ago, I think. Or so. well, it's still kind but, of break. Um. Auburn football uh, has officially fired their head coach, Brian Harson, who was named as the head coach uh, in December of 2020. 
Uh, Auburn is not been good this year. They've had probably one of their worst seasons to, in a long time. Um, Brian Harson, um, obviously was one second here. Brian Harson obviously was part of that reason. It was not good. Auburn is one and four in conference and three and five overall. Um, and it's just not been a good season for Auburn. I mean, they're right down the bottom of Texas with Texas A&M. I mean, they lost to Penn State early in the year. That win is not looking very good for Penn State now. Um, and then they they just got absolutely destroyed by Georgia, beat by Ole Miss, beat by Arkansas, beat by LSU. They've lost four straight. They can't seem to put wins together. Their only wins are against Mercer, San Jose State, and Missouri. I mean, it's not been pretty for, for Auburn. So Brian Harson is out at head coach, and Auburn is, admit, is now in the head coaching search. Yeah, um, interesting. Yeah, the Auburn just doesn't live up to expectations. Um, for Penn State, Sean Clifford actually, I mean, 371 yards in this game. His eighth game of 300-plus yards passing in 41 career starts. And his second straight to uh, such game against Ohio State. Uh, Nate Lines are 3-5. and five in those matchups with wins against Maryland twice and Villanova. Um, so, yeah, it was a tough one. You know, Penn State's up 21-16 with about nine minutes to go. And you're thinking, well, maybe there's a chance at home, you know, they could pull this upset off. And uh, just, you know, we get we get that touchdown to go up, and then all of a sudden three plays, Ohio State's right down the field scores, and they, they go out and score again. And then uh, – uh, scoop and score was somewhere in there and another touchdown it just was um it just wasn't good um yeah a guy named G JT I don't even know how you say it, this guy's name uh I don't even know if I want to try to pronounce it. number 44 for Ohio State I'm not going to try to pronounce it um he had uh two picks in this game and two sacks a fumble caused and re- recovered and a tip pass that a teammate came down with for another uh, takeaway. Um, he had a strip sack and a pick six in the fourth quarter uh, to help Ohio State beat Penn State, 44-31. He's a five-star from Seattle, um, 6'4-270. Um, C.J. Stroud, 354 yards passing for the undefeated 8-0 Buckeyes. Um, and they've won now six in a row in the series, none more by 13 points. Uh, Penn State plays them close every year. It's just just can't beat them. I, it's like every year we lose by a touchdown. It's, it's very annoying. Um, but, I mean, program is there. I mean, it just you got to be able to get over the hump, and they just have not done that. Um, like I said, 21-16, they were leading with 9.26 to go. Keetron Allen, a tough one-yard touchdown run on fourth down. And the Buckeyes, like they would say in basketball, they went on a 28-3 run, um, and it just kind of uh, <laughs> unraveled um, from there. Uh, Sean Clifford fumbled with 8.26 to go. Stroud connects with Cade Stover on the next play, 30-21. to uh, It just wasn't, um, wasn't good. I mean, well... Clifford did pass uh, Trace McSorley for 78 career touchdown passes. That is uh, most all time. Um, James Franklin said the game starts with turnovers. Starts and ends with turnovers. 
or with the turnovers. They're explosive on the offensive side of the ball. They're explosive on the defensive side of the ball. We played our tails off, just made too many mistakes. Um, interestingly, the last couple times has not been kind to Penn State. They gave up more than 400 yards rushing to the, the Wolverines. Uh, they crushed Mich- Minnesota in the whiteout and then uh, just didn't pl- – I just gave up too many points against the Buckeyes. Um Still got a double-digit uh, win season. Uh, they will take on Northwestern next week, which you would hope is a win. Um, I guess that question for you, if, if Pensacola goes 10-2, and two, is that – it just seems like, again, they just can't beat Ohio I, State. I mean, here's Michigan. the thing. 10-2 uh, will we'll, we'll get them a good bowl game. Yeah, they It be will a get them a decent – Amount of money probably, but like, it's not what you want. You you have to be a one loss team in this in the in the Big Ten. This year, one of those top teams, um, Michigan and Ohio State will always be a one loss team. You got to be a one loss team, and uh, unfortunately, um, Penn State did not do that. And the yes, they're ten and two with their two biggest wins. Their two biggest, their two losses are the two most important wins. So yeah, um, yeah, no, I think it, it's not a it's not a successful season for Penn State. Uh, I think I can already amount. No, nah, it's just it's just frustrating every year. It seems like it's the same thing, right? You lose to Michigan, you lose to Ohio State, and they usually lose to Michigan State too, and they'll stumble along the way to somebody else. Like, oh, actually, they lost Illinois and whatever. Um, just annoying. It's just like just they just can't hit that final. I don't know what you want to call it. Like, just can't get over that that hurdle yeah. of beating like these top teams, and that's. You know, in the Big Ten, you got to beat the – I mean, if you want to get in the playoff or get in the Big Ten championship, you got to beat these teams. You're not going to do anything. Um, um, actually, Penn State's playing Indiana next week on the road. We got, pretty, we got four pretty easy games to finish off the season. We there. have Indiana, Indiana, Maryland, Rutgers, right, and the Michigan State. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to go to break here? And then yeah, go to break. Uh, well, first, real fast, we can uh, – well, yeah, we'll take a break. We'll come back quick. Discuss this. Event. And we will discuss quickly the Michigan, Michigan State uh, thing. And then we will uh, look at week 10 real fast. And then we will go to the NFL. Keep your sports takes with Jake 89.1. <laughs> there were. Do you ever struggle to fall asleep, kept awake by erasing thoughts? Well, here are some tips and tricks that may help you. Try measured breathing exercises where you count the lengths of your breaths to relax your body. Listen to calming sounds to distract from anxious thoughts. Create a bedtime routine to help you unwind. Be it reading a relaxing book, drinking some tea, or meditating to let your body know it's time to rest. According to Thomas Decker, an American dramatist and writer, sleep is the golden chain that ties health and our bodies together. College students are dealing with an epidemic of sleep disorders thanks to our super stress out lifestyles. So it's time to make sleep a priority in our lives. In the know with Nova Nurses, this message is brought to you by senior nursing students in the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, the Office of Health Promotion, and 89.1 WXVU, Villanova Radio. And welcome back into Sports Takes with Jake. 
Forget about your Fridays looking bleak. What about your Wednesdays? Villanova University's award-winning student-run weekly newspaper hits residence halls, dining halls, and academic buildings every Wednesday morning for your reading pleasure. Read up on all things Villanova and beyond, from news to sports to arts and entertainment. Have some feedback. Email your response letters to editor at villanovan.edu. Or, sorry, editor at villanovan.com. This message has been brought to you by WXVU 89.1 FM Villanova. And I know I have an article in there this week. Zach, I'm assuming you have one in there? I do. I still have not turned, turned it in yet, oh, so boy. I need to do that. You but, give Megan and Matt so much stress. I, I know. I but mean, they're trying to put this paper together, and you're just like... My uh, well, my well, my interview is never till one thirty on Monday, so I don't oh, have the ability yeah. to get it to him until like oh, yeah, later right, that yeah, night. Yeah. So anyway, um, some well, first we'll talk about the, the uh, I, I guess you want to call it a brawl, assault, whatever you want to call it after uh, it's the game. Assault, assault. Um, yeah, I mean, let's just go bad. with assault here. Um, bad. yeah, no, I mean, this is two clips, obviously, uh, for those who are not familiar. Although if you're in the sports world, I'd find it almost impossible for you to not be. Um, two clips emerged in the tunnel following the Michigan-Michigan State game of, um, one showing a bunch of Michigan State players ganging up on one solo Michigan player. Um, three of those players have been identified as Angelo Gross, uh, Tank Brown, and Zion Young, two of which are starters on the team. All three of them have been suspended indefinitely. Uh, as of right now, that is currently it. The other clip, which was a lot more, was a lot bigger, was uh, Kari Crump, a, a defensive back for Michigan State, was shown swinging his helmet and hitting uh and hitting a Michigan defensive back, Jamon Green, in uh in the nose. Basically, I think he broke his nose actually. Wow. Um. Oh no, I think uh yeah. But um, anyway uh. Kari Gump was also suspended indefinitely, obviously, for that. Um, I'm guessing there's a lot more people involved in that that we aren't actually seeing, but I think, you know, you can't suspend them all, if, especially if they're, top, if they're top prospects, even though you should. Um, anyway, I think uh, Jim Harbaugh has announced that they do believe that there will be charges being pressed against all the Michigan State players involved. Uh, so this could get very messy for Michigan State and also for Mel Tucker, who... Mel Tucker handled this pretty well, I would say, with the immediate suspensions, but I would say he still deserves a lot of uh, criticism and also some punishment as well. Uh, so that is all I know, but we don't know so far, but I'd love to get Jacob's thoughts on this fight. Well, also there was a, a <coughs> video that came out. Um, I'm looking at the video of this guy swinging his helmet. Let's see if we can see it here, what happened. I saw the other one where like the 10 guys ganged up on that one guy. That was yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, that one. Um, I'm trying to see what this one is here. Apparently, a guy swings a swings a helmet. Helmet. Kari Crump. Um, let's see if we can see here. I don't know if it's gonna show it. I don't know. Um, there also was a video of uh, Mel Tucker uh, slapping a fan after the game. I don't know if you saw that. The guy I, tried I to heard like about that, but I guy tried to like it. give him a. I don't know if it was like sarcastic trying to give him a high five, but like he like slapped his arm. So I mean. Um, yeah, that just looks really bad for Michigan State. And, and you know, the whole – and I'm not trying to relate this at all, but, you know, the whole Larry Nasser thing went down there, and now you have this. Like, it just doesn't look good on the university. And, I mean, if your head coach is doing stuff like that, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Like, he could, have, he could be a hothead, and we don't know. You don't know what's going on. You know, maybe they're 
I'm not saying they're being incited to do stuff like this, but if your coach is, you know, doing stuff like that, walking off the field, and he's supposed to be the exemplar of the team, I like what what's going on in practice, what's going on in film session, you know what I mean? You just don't know, and uh, this is just egregious. I mean, the, the, these guys should be charged. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, at the end of the day, man, it's a football game. It's not – this isn't like you're, you know – someone's jumping your you know whatever like this is a football game you got crushed by Michigan 29 to 7 game wasn't even close um and you're going to take it out on some you know defenseless Michigan player one guy one guy on 10 i mean that's just ridiculous i think all 10 of those guys should be suspended i mean in my opinion i don't care if they're just standing there or what you know they they should all be held responsible i think um or in some capacity. Um, and maybe if they weren't physically doing it, maybe spend them half again. I don't know. Of course, not going to do that because, you know, they want their players to play. But um, I think it's awful. I, I just – I think it's – it has to be something with their culture. I, that Players just don't do that stuff. I mean, I could see, like, chirping or maybe whatever. But, I mean, you're ganging up on somebody or hitting people with helmets – I mean, that's something that's formulated through your culture. That is not something that just happens. That's, yeah, no, it's on Mel Tucker. That's one. That's on him. Mel Tucker. That's a big problem. They signed him to a huge contract. If I were people at Michigan State, I'd be a little concerned right now. I, I mean, yeah, very no. concerned. I, yeah, I agree. Because that um, is something that's formulated through, you know, what their values are. Like, I mean, he can say whatever he wants, but, I mean, players just don't do that stuff. <laughs> Let's be honest here. I mean, that I mean, that's awful. I, I agree with Jim Harbaugh. They should be – prosecuted whatever that needs to happen because that that should not happen at all no. um and quickly getting to the games here i want to get the nfl some quick predictions here um we'll try to find some good games here uh not really a whole lot i mean, Ohio is going to crush northwestern tcu texas tech a possible trap game no uh i don't think so texas tech always seems like they have that one win that just surprises you every year i, I, mean, I don't think so i think this is tcu's year Tennessee, Georgia, the biggest one, one versus two. I think Georgia wins this game because they are at home. Uh, They're favored by eight and a half. I mean, I you know I got to go with Rocky Top. Well, that's not happening. I got to go with Rocky Top here. I think uh, both of these teams are incredible, but Georgia has looked beatable. Tennessee has really not. Um, Like, Georgia nearly lost to Mizzou earlier in the year. Um, let's not forget that. True. So I, I think I um I do think this is gonna be a good game, a very fun game to watch. If Tennessee can pull off the upset, I mean this team's destined for something. But uh, but uh, but I do think obviously Georgia's favored by eight and a half. Uh, so I think you know it's Georgia's probably favored at the moment. But uh, because it's in Athens, like you said. But I I mean it's hard to go against a Heisman. It's hard to go against the Heisman and the leading touchdown scorer in all of college football and Jalen Hyatt. And Jalen Hyatt. Uh so I think uh I, I gotta go ten I gotta go with Tennessee here. Illinois Michigan State, I think Illinois destroys Michigan State number fourteen. I would 14. love to see that because I mean they just lost two of their starting defensive players. Penn the, State, Indiana, I think Penn State pulls that out and wins. Oh, that shouldn't be close. Uh Oklahoma be. State, Kansas. Oh, uh, no one really cares, but Oklahoma State should. Oh, wait, Kansas is 5-3? Yeah, they've been falling oh, off. Oh, no, they've lost three straight. Oh, no. Yeah, Oklahoma State wins this. Will Kansas bounce back or will they lose? No, they'll lose. They might miss a bowl game. I'm not going to lie. Um, 
What other games got on here? Liberty was... ranked against Arkansas. Liberty's playing Arkansas. Liberty's yeah. playing Arkansas. Yeah. What the world? <laughs> um, I mean Arkansas. No. Alabama LSU six versus fifteen. I would go. I don't know. Liberty might win that game, but I guess I'll go Arkansas. Oh, Alabama LSU. I do. I do it. I don't know. Do, do I do it? I don't set do I do it? Do I take a? I take Alabama. Sorry, I'm, yeah. I don't trust uh, Kelly. I, I don't trust Ryan Kelly, but I would. I want it. I wanted so bad, but I'm gonna go Alabama as well. Michigan Rutgers. Michigan dominates. Not even close. What is this? Clemson Notre Dame. Clemson dominates. Not even close. Wow, I guess it'd be a close game. I could see Notre Dame winning that game. Why is it only three and a half? That's so weird. Because okay. it's it's on the road, Notre Dame. I mean, that's Notre Dame's not a good football matchup. school. Wake Forest. I don't know. I would disagree with that. Wake Forest, NC State, twenty versus twenty-one matchup. Eight Ooh, o'clock. This is an interesting one. I mean, I I mean, I think NC State still lost their quarterback. Sorry, I have to go with Wake Forest here. NC oh, State's yeah, down a, down okay. their QB. All right, well, that pretty much wraps that up. There's not really any other good game. There's a lot of Laffer games this week. Not really, I mean, the only big game, obviously, what about is... UCLA, UCLA, Arizona State's not a big game? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a joke. Oh, Tennessee. Uh, can you imagine Pac-12 without UCLA and USC is going to be an absolute joke? Joke, yeah. Like, no, come on. Is. Who's going to win that? Who would, let's look now. Who would win the Pac-12? Well, the, Oregon. Oregon. Oregon's still pretty Oregon good. Oregon still might leave, too. Really? That's the thing. I've heard. Or- I mean, Oregon. <laughs> I've heard could leave too. Oregon of the big and Washington as well. Oregon, Washington of the Big Ten. Dude, Washington? that'd be insane. <laughs> yeah, like we might as well just have every team in the Big Ten SEC at this point. Um, hey, the other conferences are rough too, so it's just bad. Uh, anyway, but going to the NFL here. Um, Let's get some recaps going. Yeah, get some. Get, this is the real stuff here. Um, we'll do a couple games quick before we go to break. Top of the hour, and we'll come back. Uh, Thursday night. We both picked the Ravens to be. I was a little worried about my pick, but they uh, beat the Bucks twenty-seven twenty-two. I wasn't worried about the pick. Brady is washed, and he just announced his divorce to Giselle this week. Yeah, that's that's not sad. Um, but do we think? Uh, what do we think? Is that is that a big statement win for the Ravens, or is it kind of just a ho hum win? I I don't think it's a statement win. I will say that I think the Bucks aren't good, and I think we know that the Bucks aren't good this year. Will the Bucks still Todd make the playoffs? Bulls, no, Todd, I, Falcons will win the division. Really? Falcons are gonna win the division. You are going against the goat. I am going against the goat. This Why? team's bad, and Todd Bowles is not a good head coach. <laughs> he will not be retained next year. Um. Yes. Wow. So firing away. I I don't. That's so hard to pick against Brady, man. And not to win. It is win hard to pick against Brady's not been playing like I himself. Still, I know, but I still got to go <laughs> with him right now. I mean, they're only a game back right now of it. But, but Atlanta is playing well. Broncos take out the Jaguars in London, twenty-one no seventeen. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett kept his job one more week. Congratulations to him. NTN a good game, twenty-four yeah. carries, one hundred fifty-six yards, and a score. Jaguars have been. In a lot of games this year, they've been in a lot of games. They just can't. I think. I think. I think this is the time we start looking at Trevor Lawrence. I think it's time. I think we start the time we start looking at Trevor Lawrence. How and many being years like, is he in two? This is second second year. Wh- this is what? we start looking at him right now because here's the thing. They got their head coach th- for him. They got that coach for him. The head coach is putting together great game plans. Trevor Lawrence is having a very bad year. He started off the year pretty good. He's having a really bad year since. We have to start looking at Trevor Lawrence and being like. It's your fault at this point. Wow. Well, who are you going to replace him with? Well, you're not going to replace him. You keep him there, obviously. But oh, at well, this point, what are you trying to say? Well, I'm just saying, at this, you got to start looking at him and being like, hey, th- he's the one to blame right now, though, for them, for these losses. Oh. Yeah. 
and he needs to get better. Yeah. If he doesn't get better, this team falls into a deep, dark hole again. He was supposed to be their future guy, the yeah. guy that was, supposed, that was the most pro-ready QB. I think it's a little premature. I mean, I, I mean, <sighs> they've played well in a lot of games. I understand they haven't won, but, I mean, they could easily be like 4-4 four and four right now. Pretty I mean, easily. But, I mean, they have everything. They, they signed giant receivers to giant contracts. They got Etienne back. You got to give it time, man. We're only half a year in. We got, I mean, you got to give it okay. a little time to I'm gel. just saying. I'm just saying. Um, and we'll take a break. Top of the hour. Come back. More NFL. Sports teacher Jake, 89.1. <laughs> the Roar. The Villanova Leadership Program provides six different workshops on leadership tips and tricks, theories, and networking. Get Villanova Leadership certified and become a better leader. For more information, go to villanova.edu slash VLP. Um, Join these student-led listening circles that focus on the issue of sexual violence, survivors, supporting survivors for students, survivors. The ripple effect for those students indirectly or directly affected by sexual violence, and let's talk about it for students who just want space to talk about the issue of sexual violence. Mm-hmm. More information, go to the health page on the Office of Student Life website. Um, so heading back here to uh, the games from yesterday. Falcons in overtime over the Panthers. Got a gift from Graham Gano, who missed a field goal by 34 yards. It wasn't Graham Gano. It was Eddie Pinheiro. Oh, so uh, well, I don't know. Okay, I, I'm always used to being Graham Gano. Yeah, Graham Gano is not playing. Is he hurt? Yeah, I think so. Oh, all right. Check that. Um, Falcons win 37-34. Now the top in the NFC South, Zach. It was kind of weird. I think most of us were rooting for uh, the Panthers this game, but the Panthers, uh, I will say, if the Panthers would have won this game, they would have actually been the number one seed in the division. The Panthers wow. would have won this game. Uh but honestly, shout out to P.J. Walker and D.J. Moore. Fantastic answer, both of them. That play, I don't know if you saw it. Did you see it, the Hail Mary? Yes. The P.J. Walker yeah, Hail Mary? that was crazy. That was one of the best throws I've ever seen. Like, yeah. one of the best throws I've ever seen. And you have P.J. Walker making it. Um, But I think it's kind of funny. Uh, continue. That's all I got for that game, actually. Never mind. Cowboys uh, got close to the Bears and destroyed them late 49-29. That just kind of shows that the Bears just are not good. Pollard, 14 carries, 131 yards, and three scores. Just, I, I mean, I don't know what Jerry Jones needs to see, but Pollard is the guy in Dallas. Yeah. And if we haven't, everyone else in the world sees it except for Jerry Jones, and well, Jerry Jones makes Ezekiel, the call. Because he's making so, Zeke Elliott, was he paying him like 50 mil? Something like that. But he, yeah. I think this is Zeke's last year in Dallas is what we're seeing for yeah. Pollard. Dolphins squeak out against the Lions, 31-27. They came back here. Uh, Lions were up big. Big. Lions were up. And the Dolphins uh, came back. I think this game just uh, only uh, heats up Dan Campbell's seat more. Uh, six. Dan Campbell was – I never thought I'd say this, but Dan Campbell's seat is like a four-star seat, hot seat right now. Why? Uh, that. <laughs> uh, that. I mean, he shouldn't be. like, and, uh, we, and I hate it because I love Dan Campbell. I think most people in the NFL love Dan Campbell, but at this point, you got to look and you got to start realizing his team's not going up. If his, his team's not progressing, his team's not getting better. Um, yeah, I just I feel like they're so close in so many games, they just can't win anything. And that's on the coach. That's on coaching. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense that, like, it doesn't. It just doesn't. Continue. Another hot seat coach over here. What, Cliff Kingsbury? Oh, 
Yes, Cliff Kings. No, well, I don't know. We're going to give it. We, we got to give the floor to Mr. Tipton here. The Vikings are 6 and 1, undefeated at home. They take out the Arizona Cardinals 34 26. Oh, Zach, on the floor a day is. where Dalvin Cook decided to have a Dalvin Cook like day 20 carries, 111 yards, touchdown. It felt good to get the win, although it was not without scariness. We were up 14 uh, 3 early. Cardinals came back. And then they really closed the out. They took the lead multiple times, but the Vikings came back with the big defensive stops, a couple of fourth down stops, a couple of sacks, a uh, bunch of turnovers. Vikings pull this one off. We're six and one. We have a three and a half game lead in the division with the tiebreaker. I mean, things could be going better for the Vikings next week, heading into a game against a revenge game for Kirk versus the Commanders. Mm, interesting. Um, Saints blow out the Raiders 24-0, making the decision to hire Josh McDaniels just This is, is the hot seat I was talking out. about. I kind of messed up. I didn't realize you were talking about the Cardinals game next. But this is the hot seat I was talking about. Yeah, this Josh McDaniels might, might be worse than Nathaniel Hackett. He needs to go. I mean, like, they had a tailor-made <laughs> situation with uh, Basachi. He was good. Team liked him. And they're like, nope, what about get Josh McDaniels, who has shown to not be a good head coach in Denver. Yep. And no, you're right. And, and I just... straight up said Basaccio was the better head coaching candidate multiple times here, but I, I, I just I don't like this hire. I never did. I never liked McDaniels as a head coaching candidate. I never like any Bill Bel- Belichick coordinators as a head coaching candidate, to be completely honest with you, because yeah, I they're think they're all uh, system guys. They're all system guys, so I just yep. don't like it. So I think this is a bad hire. Congrats to the Saints here, but I just, I mean, this is all Kamara. This is Kamara's day. What was it? Three touchdowns uh, and like over 200 yards like combined or something? Patriots over the Jets, 22-17 from East Rutherford. Uh, kind of surprising, but not really. The Patriots kind of own the Jets. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mac Jones, again, uh, did play the day. A couple would. of really bad interceptions by Zach Wilson. I mean, just yeah, no, bad. Zach Wilson looked bad today, and I think a lot of Jets fans are now very worried. Uh, my Eagles take out the Steelers 35-13. This is your floor. Still the only undefeated team in football. 7-0 at home under Nick Sirianni when they're favored. 12 straight overall under Sirianni when they have been favored. Uh, just firing on all cylinders here. I mean, I'm nothing but good things to say about this team. Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown three separate times, all over 25 yards. Um, just ridiculous. Some of those catches, I mean, that. I mean, two of them were basically just lobbed up into the end zone and double coverage and just comes down yeah. with them. No, they were both insane. Unbelievable. This is a good game for, uh, obviously, great game for A.J. Brown. Great game for Six Hertz. catches, 156 yards for A.J. Brown. He now has 39 catches for 659 yards and five touchdowns in only seven games. His most yards by an Eagle through seven games since Terrell Owens in 2005. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, you got you to gotta give it to everybody. Uh, Hurts, his, his throwing has been... Uh, much better. He only had two touchdown passes longer than 25 yards all of last season. Um, 28-yarder Devonta <laughs> Smith against the Chargers and a 36-yarder against the Broncos. This year he's, he threw four in one game uh, yesterday. He joined Sonny Jurgensen and Norm Sneed, the third quarterback in Eagles history, with four touchdown passes of 25 yards or more. Um, um I was going to oh, skip this next game, but we have to talk about Derrick Henry for a second. 32 carries, 219 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, this game was terrible to watch, but Derrick Henry made this thing watchable. 32 carries, like I said, 32 carries, 219 yards. 
That's mm. insane. And two touchdowns. Uh, great game for Henry, obviously. So that's really all that it is there to talk about this game. Titans win 17-10. Yeah, and just some quickly to some more Eagles stuff. Uh, oh, shoot. Goddard, yeah. six catches, 64 yards in this game. He now has 32 catches for 421. He's on pace for 78 uh, catch 1,000-yard season. Um, defense played well. Hardgrave, two sacks. Uh, Vontae Maddox, a forced fumble that was recovered. Um, he came in with 11 tackles, one tackle for loss, and three QB hits, and he played well. Jordan Davis hobbled off the field. Should be good for next week. Uh, Miles Sanders, uh, he only ran six times after halftime, but for 68 yards, so good burst from uh, Sanders. Um, Eagles' rush defense has still not been good. Uh, they are... Uh, 27th in the league with 88 rushing yards per game, 28th in the league, 3.7 per carry. And they gave up 144 yards and only 24 carries in this game, which is a 6.0 yard uh, per uh, rush. Um, they got six sacks on Kenny Pickett, two turnovers in the second half, which gives them 16 this year. And the Eagles have only turned the ball over twice this whole season, which is an amazing turnover differential, which will really help them out. Um, <laughs> they put it in here. Nick Sirianni now has a better win loss record than Bill Belichick. I don't know why that was put in there. Um, anyway, we'll quickly go to the other games here, and we'll go to our predictions. Uh, Commanders over the Colts by a point, seventeen sixteen, in a battle of Heineke versus Ellinger. Well, Heineke here. This is incredible game by him. I mean, down six, fifty eight seconds to go. He drives an one of the better drives you see down the field. I mean, two. Big throws to get them down to the one-yard line, and then he takes it himself and ends this game. Uh, great game by Heineke. Just the commanders are on something right now, but uh, they, uh, they'll they hit a roadblock in the next week. Christian McCaffrey, the story uh, against the, uh, the Rams, 31-14. He had a receiving touchdown, throwing touchdown, and a rushing touchdown, and he was just unbelievable. That's insane. Nobody should be able to do that, but that's McCaffrey for you. Just well done to him. He's in the perfect system, I think, right now in 49ers. I... I knew he'd be going to. I I knew he'd be Grand San Fran just because of that system. Um, great for him. Good to see them win. And also, gosh, there's another powerhouse team just isn't playing well. No, three and four now. And Safford has not played well. And Cup is injured now. And what? And then what might be the game of the week here? I mean, like what might have been like no one would have predicted this one to be a game of high of high records Seahawks of good records and Giants. Seahawks Giants Seahawks pulled out by 14 yeah 27-13 wasn't a pretty game for New York uh, Saquon was okay but uh Geno Smith again it just was really the Geno Smith day again him and uh Kenneth Walker uh helped out get the Seahawks to win there Bills over the Packers 27-17 Let's go, baby. <laughs> Love seeing Aaron Rodgers lose more games. Uh, this just never looked good for Packers. I and mean, Aaron Jones, well done, my guy. 20 carries under 43 yards for Aaron Jones. But this just never looked good for the, for the Packers. Although, I will say the Bills looked vulnerable in this game. Josh Allen had a couple of bad interceptions. Yes, yeah. uh, back-to-back drives. On back-to-back drives, Josh Allen had a couple of bad there. And then yep. uh, Singletary and Cook both got good playing time. They both looked pretty good at running game. But... Uh, this was Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen game. Uh, Gabe Davis also looked very pretty bad yesterday, I would say, actually. So, anyway. So, now we'll quickly go to our picks. Got a couple minutes here. Yes. Um, I say this every week, but I will update it. I just have not gotten around to it. It will be updated next week, folks. Don't worry. And I will um, remind him. 
Browns, Bengals tonight. I am going to go Bengals on the road. I think it's pretty easily Bengals. We'll move on to we are on, wow, week nine already. Yeah. We're halfway in, right? Yep, and the trade deadline is tomorrow. Wow, so we'll be seeing some moves. Eagles and Texans. Uh, <laughs> is this even a game? Uh, no, this will the be a Eagles, game. please. 13-point favorites, Eagles. Please. Please. Uh, easy money. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, we are not promoting anything, I'm just saying. Uh, no. Chargers, Falcons uh, from Atlanta. Interesting game. I'm going to go Falcons in this one at home. I like the pick, Jacob. I like it. I am going to also take the Falcons. Actually, that was my upset pick. I just pick. don't trust the Chargers. Just, I don't know. Yeah, I, their I coach, agree. Their coach is horrible. Yeah, I agree. Dolphins, Bears from Chicago. Uh, ooh. Dolphins. Oh, I'll take Dolphins here. I just I can't go against the Yeah, the I, I uh, you can't choose the Bears. I don't know. I'm going to. I have a feeling I'm going to Chicago. Do it. Do it. I, I just have a feeling. I don't know why. Panthers, Bengals from Cincy. Give me Joe Burr. I really want to do it, but I'm not going to do, do it. it. Do uh, it. Fine. You know what? PJ Walker. Wow. Give me one. Right. I love Joe Burr. I love Joe Burr. I love you. I know. I hope you know that I love you. Okay. I'm sure he's listening. Packers, Lions. Uh, <clears throat> Packers by a million. Are you kidding me? What? Really? Not by a million. Well, Packers, I, was, I was exaggerating. But three Packers gonna win. This win game. Packers win. They yeah, win by ten. I, yeah, I agree. I don't think they'll lose four in a row. Yeah, the, sorry, Dan Campbell. You're going one and seven. Uh, Colts and Patriots from New England. One o'clock start from Foxborough. Uh, sorry, rookie quarterback against Bill Belichick. Nah, uh give me the Patriots. Give me, yeah, give me Patriots here. Give me the Patriots as well. All right, what do we got next, Zach? Um, we got the Bills and the Jets. Um, it's in New York. I always still taking the Bills. Give me the Jets. Yes, yes, Jacob. Yes. That's a. I don't know. I. I. Sorry. I'm sorry. Josh Allen did not look good in that game. No, but it's still the Jets and Zach Wilson looks worse. They're at home. Vikings Commanders. This is a game of intrigue for my buddy over here. Oh, I don't know. This is do it. Please do it. Please do it. I want to do it. I'm feeling upsets this week. Um. Kirk Cousins revenge game. Kirk Cousins revenge. Oh, you're right. Yeah, he'll probably. Yeah, give me the Viking. You're right because he's gonna be all motivated. You know who I'm taking. Up. I don't think I need to say. I don't think I need to say. Skull. Um. Raiders Jaguars. Raiders Jags. Give me the Jags. <sighs> give me the Jags. Let's send a. Let's send a. Send a Josh Daniels packing some more. Um. Seahawks Cardinals from Arizona. Uh, I just can't see the Cardinals going three and six. Give me uh, Arizona. I can one hundred percent see the Cardinals going three and six. Are you kidding me? Murray does not look great. Hopkins looks great, but they got Tariq Wollen, who's one of the best cornerbacks in so the league right Seattle. now. I'm taking Seattle. Right. Sorry, I'll carry it up. Um, Rams Bucks. The wow. battle of heavyweights that isn't the battle of heavyweights uh, anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's no way the Bucks going three and six. Give me Tampa Bay, especially at home. Give me LA. Wow. Give me them. Brady goes three and six. You might retire. <laughs> um, <laughs> Titans, Chiefs. I would like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kansas City at home. Yeah, I give me Kansas State at home. They got a bye week. They got to come off a bye. Yeah, Andy Reid's like what twenty two and two or twenty four and one off of bye weeks is ridiculous. And then Monday night. Monday night Ravens nice. Saints. Uh, from the give me the uh, Ravens. I will also be taking the Ravens to uh match here. Uh, I'm going to miss you all. All righty. So that's it for our picks, and that's it for the show. Perfect timing, hour 15 minutes. Uh, stay tuned for Grease and Pulls at 8.30 with our boy Pat and his, his gang of boys coming up. 
Um, and yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Hopefully next week we're on here talking about the Phillies World Championship. Um, yeah, I, I really I believe that will happen. And uh, if the parade is that day, I will not be I will not be here. But <laughs> if uh, I will be handling, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, you, you'll be access. here. I, won't I don't have be. access. I won't. But, well, I can get you in. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, hopefully talking about World Championship next week or whoever's here or if I'm here. Um, and yeah, it'll be a great week in the NFL and college. And we will catch you all. Zach, thank you to Zach again for being on here. His expertise. As always, I'm here to watch the NFL while Jake is watching the Phillies. That is my <laughs> that is my uh, that is my job over this time. Yes. Uh, so thanks everybody for listening. Catch you all next week. And uh, thank you. Keep your thanks for tuning Jake. in. Eighty-nine point one. I think it's just vapor. Vaping is safer than smoking, isn't it? One vape pod has as much nicotine as one pack of cigarettes. Get your head out of the cloud. Talk to your kid about vaping. Visit talkaboutvaping.org. Brought to you by the American Lung Association and the Ad Council. Villanova University's WXVU Villanova. Visit our all-new website at WXVU.org. We're on air serving the main line at 89.1 on your FM dial. Or stream us anytime, anywhere on the Radio FX app. V891, The Roar is proud to announce that we can now be heard on 89.1 all day, every day. For the first time in Villanova's history. Listen to our programming anywhere in the main line on 89.1, 24 hours a day, seven days a week with our now full-time FM signal. And stay tuned for details of how WXVU plans to celebrate this exciting milestone. Have a voice for radio? Need to get your hands on audio video gear? Does journalism or writing interest you? How about photography and capturing memories? Villanova's media organizations are open to all majors and include WXVU 89.1, VTV, Tech Crew, The Villanovan, and The Bel Air Yearbook. Come hang out with an awesome group of creative students and find your home in Villanova's media programs. Stop by Doherty 102 to learn more. Brought to you by the Office of Student Involvement Student Media Programs. Sweet strawberry icing. You're in goodwill and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot. Miniature donut earrings. You lean in. Ah. That's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. So bring home those donut earrings and bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. Now, here's your three-day weather forecast for the main line. We'll see rain likely tonight and a low down to you, 55. For your Tuesday, we'll see morning showers give way to cloudy skies later in the day, high of 67. And a mostly sunny Wednesday, high of 70. I'm Allison Bayada, and you're listening to WXV Boo, a Villanova Radio Halloween special.
Chris Kokinos, and you are listening to WXV Boo, a Villanova Radio Halloween special. And the magic from my hands will make the weird signs. Things are 